With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back into the Al Wallace Show here on 7:30. The game, ESPN Charlotte. Talking Carolina Panthers. Midway point of the season. Got a big game Thursday night in the division against the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to go over to the guest line, bring in a guy who knows a little bit about this division. We're going to bring in, you know, pro bowler, first round, number one overall pick. One of my favorite guys to watch on ESPN on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Keyshawn, man, welcome to the Al Wallace Show. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Big Al? Look at you over here hosting radio shows and whatnot. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm trying to learn from the best, man. You know, we spent that year there. Pick your brain and watch you on TV, man. You do a great job. I appreciate you taking a little time here with me today, man. It's uh, it's a great honor, man, to have you on the show. I want to start right here. I know a lot of folks have been talking about it all week. I want to get your take on it to see how you feel about it. Jeff Saturday hired as the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. I know there are so many takes, and I'm going to let you go ahead and tell me how you feel. Don't want to lead you on my opinion, but I like Jeff Saturday. I like him on TV. He was a heck of a football player, and I think this Colts team, and, and er, Mr. Ursay there, the owner, they just wanted some new, uh, fresh life into that organization. Really disappointing there for the Colts. Yeah, I think so, Al. I, you know, I, Jeff is one of my good friends. I, I'm excited for him and the opportunity to, to do whatever it is that he wants to do, whether it's eventually move upstairs into the front office or stay on the sidelines or do both uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. He could be the coach and the general manager or maybe move into the general manager role, maybe stays as a coach. Uh, I think he'll do a good job given the, the opportunity. Um, people will certainly fight for him. He'll play. He understands what the locker room dynamic is all about, and, and he understands what what it is to try to get people motivated to play. Now, look, he's got eight games to just, you know, get his feet wet, so to speak, uh, at the pro level, a little bit different in college and high school. And you guys in Charlotte there certainly know about college coaches coming to the pros and failing. And now you have a guy going from high school ranks and play at coaching to the National Football League bypassing college. But this thing is all about relationships. Uh, and his relationship with Jim Irsay goes way back. He played for Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay has a comfort level with him. And so he reached out and gave him an opportunity to try to lead his team to some victory. Uh, now, the, the controversial side of it is, did Jim Irsay follow all the rules? Yes, he did. Uh, there's nothing in uh, the Rooney rule that says that he has to uh, vet a minority coach 
in an interim situation only after the season and the season is over with. Uh, where he made the mistake at is he said that he hoped Jeff keeps the job and does well. Well, that's that's where you made your mistake uh, because the Rooney Rule is flawed if you really are sincerely trying to give the minority participation an opportunity. And when I speak minority, I'm talking about African Americans. Let's cut all the you know other ethnicities out of the situation. We, we're talking about black head coaches. We're talking about Steve. Wilkes. We're talking about guys that are on the sidelines that are black, giving them the opportunity to uh, be a head coach in the interim stages. You don't need to do that as of right now, uh, the way the Rooney Rule is written. So that needs to change a little bit, Al. And I think as they start to see the fallout that's coming from this particular situation, and then again, I'm happy for Jeff. Jeff's my guy. Just talked to him last night, the day before when he took the job. Um you know, and they're going to have to fix it because everybody deserves an opportunity. And part of the problem for, for us as black men is when we don't have somebody in the room and a seat at the table, uh, meaning an owner, uh, a very high-level executive, so to speak, somebody that has some sort of gravitas or, uh, you know, clout to be able to say, hold on, why don't you take a look at this? You can get passed over. Here with Keyshawn Johnson from uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming on ESPN every weekday, 6 to 10. Key, I couldn't agree with you more. I think we got to look at uh, ourselves and say, you know, are we making the right connections? Are we doing the proper networking? Um, you know, are we building the, the right group around us? Because at the end of the day, you know, like I know, it's about working with people you're comfortable with, people you want to be around as often as you have to uh, on your job. So I, I like Jeff Saturday, man. I think he's going to do a good job. Obviously, there are some concerns, uh, you know, about African-Americans, about black people being in those wrongs, uh, those rooms, and we have to figure that out. Let's move on to, I think, a bigger story in the NFL key, and this is the health of Josh Allen, man. A guy I had, it's my favorite, for the MVP coming into this season. The Buffalo Bills got one of the most stacked rosters going around right now, and he has that UCL injury hurt from Kirch, uh, Sean McDermott today, and he's saying – that Josh Allen is day-to-day, man. How big is that for the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills trying to get that number one seed, and this football team, uh, could it fall apart without Josh Allen at the helm? You know, I don't know that it will fall apart, Allen. I think what what has to happen if he's day-to-day and he can't go for a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever the case may be, uh, they're going to they're gonna certainly uh, have to scrap and crawl and find ways to win games. This is not – uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are my Super Bowl winning defensive team. This is not the Los Angeles Rams defensive unit. This is not the 49ers that went to the Super Bowl and Jimmy G was a throwaway. This is not the 85 Bears, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Ravens, and Ray Lewis. This is not one of those type of defenses. The, the Von Miller, the Marcus Ware led uh, defense with Peyton Manning at the quarterback hobbling alone. This is not one of those defenses. This is a defense that's okay. And if you look at the games that they lost, those are the games that Josh Allen played poor in. And if he's playing poor, that means that you don't have a quarterback. And the games that they lost, they didn't have a quarterback. And the defense couldn't hold the fork down. So they've got to figure out how to uh, generate some points. The defense has got to figure out how to slow people down and stop people. Without Josh Allen in the lineup, they could be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, I don't know the seriousness of the injury. You know, coaches always hold out hope. Uh, that is just a minor deal and some ice and, and a little rub can fix it. Uh, we'll see, though. 
Key, how impressive has Tyreek Hill, has, how impressive has he's been with the Miami Dolphins, man? Just an offense that is tailor-made for a wide receiver. Tua Tagovailoa has really exceeded expectations down there. This offense is scary. And what offense uh, today would you have seen yourself just thrive in? These these guys are throwing the ball over all over the place, man. Yeah, it's a different – you know, Tua certainly has um, – you know, scaled expectations. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, no matter where he's at, he's going to be phenomenal. It's just amazing to see a guy in that stature, that size, be able to almost, uh, or, or is on his pace the way to clip 2,000 yards as a receiver in 17 games in the NFL. He's on pace to uh, tie Kelvin Johnson's 16-game record in. Obviously, the extra game will take him to 2,000. Two is playing phenomenal. In terms of any system right now, you know, all I needed was a quarterback, Al. And, and, and put the ball in the area to defend the, I'll go get it. Um, so I really, when I look at some of these guys nowadays, they're not being touched. They got free access. I can't be jealous of that or complain about that. It's the rules of the game. That's what it is. And they're, they're benefiting from it. I benefited from certain things when I played. Um, you know, so I don't really look at it and say, oh, man, you know, I wish I was, I wish I was in Arizona because all they do is throw the ball every down or, or I wish I was, in in a hurry up offense in Denver, where all they're gonna do is try to throw the ball. You know, I just look at it and say, man, I, I just wish that I had a, a quarterback, so to speak, when I played instead of having I don't know what it was, seventeen different quarterbacks in eleven years throw me football. Oh man, here with all time great wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson here on the Al Wallace Show. Man, I tried as long as I could not to talk about the Panthers. Your former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Played one year with me in 2006 with the Carolina Panthers. Man, what's going on with this team? Really, what's going on with the NFC South, but particularly the quarterback spot here with the Carolina Panthers? P.J. Walker, name the starter here coming up tomorrow on Thursday night. 0.0 passer rating this past week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Is that the right decision? And and I like Steve Wilkes. He's a guy everybody's pulling for. But you put P.J. Walker back out there after that performance. Is that the right decision in keeping Baker Mayfield on the bench? Well, the season's over, so it doesn't really matter. You want to get a look at P.J. Walker. You want to give him some experience so that he can continue to further his career. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to probably be a backup for quite some time in the National Football League. Uh, I don't see him as a long-term answer in Carolina, nor do I see P.J. Walker as a long-term answer. But giving him the opportunity to get his feet wet, to understand what the game is, will give the young man life and give him an opportunity to, to stick around somebody's roster for an extended period of time. So I have no problem at all with what Steve Wilkes and the Carolina Panthers has decided to do with the quarterback position. Um, you know, Carolina, New York, from an organizational standpoint, uh, Mr. Tepper comes in with a big wallet and, you know, a lot of big talking. You can't win that way. You can't just throw money at coaches that you think you got to do your real due diligence. And there's a lot of great coaches out there. And Matt Rule, they thought, would be a great coach. Uh, paid him a lot of money to come over from Baylor. And, you know, you wanted to do it a certain way. And, and the way that I've always seen successful owners in professional sports I've seen them stay in the dark, stay in the, stay in the dark. And, and when you stay in the dark, you can operate from afar and get things done. The moment that you start to be as active as Mr. Tepper is, then you start to lose sight because you get in the way. 
um, in, in, instead of letting the general manager, president of the team, and the coach coach the team, you are constantly communicating uh, in the public or whatever the case may be about your team. Is you're right. You're the billionaire, but in the same breath, successful owners stay out of the way. They only deal with the front office behind closed doors. You know, that's the way that I've always seen it, um, and I always believe that. And I think when he channels that down, you know, get the stadium built, get the facilities built, you know, that's that's what you do, spend the money. But as far as picking players and things of that nature or telling, influencing coaches who to sign and stuff like that, you're not going to win games doing that. Just not. Especially if you're not a football guy. I'm not talking about I learned football because I was an owner. I'm talking about a football guy, a guy who has played the game and knows the game and can see it. I don't mind Jerry Jones getting in the way because Jerry Jones played the game. He's been in it. His whole family played it. He didn't get rich just from something or, or inherit a team. He actually played the game. It was like the old owner there, uh, what was it, Jerry Richardson. He actually played the game. So I didn't mind him communicating with John Fox about talent or players because he kind of knows what he's looking at. Mr. Kraft doesn't tell Bill Belichick who to sign and who not to sign. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Jed York doesn't tell Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch who to sign and who not to sign. They, they, we need this guy. No, they do their job, and that's how you win. Keyshawn Johnson talking some sense here. Look, man, we got some epic battles here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers. You spent a year here uh, with the Panthers. Talk about some of the times when you were with the Buccaneers facing our team, the the Carolina Panthers, man. Uh, that team you had obviously won a Super Bowl ring, uh, had a lot of Hall of Famers on there. What was your best memory going up against this team and, and the players we had here with the Carolina Panthers? You know, it was a good, you guys had a good team. I mean, Julius Peppers was a, you know, all y'all was just crazy. Big Jink, Julius Peppers, Steve Smith, Moosey Muhammad, you know, Jake DeLone. You know, all those guys was was, was uh, to be reckoned with. It was a tough, always tough in and out matchup. Uh, I, I kind of, I, at times I had my way, do what I wanted to do. But the fun part is when I came to Carolina and I played against the Bucks. That was the best. That was the best party ever in Carolina. <laughs> you know, yeah. I go back to Tampa my first time around, and I just unleashed on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and John Gruden uh, for obvious reasons. Then they come to they come to uh, Charlotte and play us. I think it was on a, either a Sunday night or a Monday night. Same sort of thing. I unleashed on them again. So I had my fun in Carolina playing against Tampa Bay more so than I did Tampa Bay playing against Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. 70-catch season here, that, that 2006 season with the Carolina Panthers. Look, man, you guys are giving away some cheese, man. You're giving away some money there on the show uh, with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Will, and Max. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we, we are giving away $2,500 a day, Al. So the, the way this thing is going, we're going to give, it's called, it's called uh, giving away 10K a day. So it's a 10K a day giveaway from KJM, and, and we start tomorrow. And we're going to give $2,500 in every single hour. For four hours, we're going to give away $2,500 of cold hard cash to our listeners. And the way that you uh, participate is that you text to 
And that's as simple as that. It's not that hard at all. You just listen up every single hour, and you text that number again, 777-000, and it's KJM will be giving that 2500 bucks away every single hour, and that'll be a big thing, and, and we're going to continue to keep this thing going. Hey, Key, man, I know you're busy. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you for joining me here, talking some sense here to the Carolina Panthers fans, man. I'm a huge fan of the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you, buddy. All right, Al. Good luck with everything. Anytime you need me, just let me know. Thank you. I appreciate that. As the great Keyshawn Johnson here on the Al Wallace Show. We'll have more. We'll be wrapping it up with some news and notes when we come back. This is 730 The Game.